1: Bergstein at Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. 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 Station.
2: I have a daily sports betting show.
1: We couldn't live without George Ostrowski. Oh, yeah,
2: he's got a lot of Herbert Hoover in him. I got to tell you that much.
1: When you hear this music, you know it's Friday because we're talking about the weekend and we're talking about your wagertainment opportunities with Joe Ostrowski, the host of BetQL Daily, Early Odds, BetMGM Game Day with us on the score hotline presented by Circa Sports, Illinois, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670, the score. Joe, oh, what is the primary story right now from your industry about the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, I don't know what the uh, the big game rules are anymore either because – I don't know either. It used to be – well, like, for instance, this week in Vegas, it used to be all the parties promoted the big game, the big game, the big game. But now that the NFL has taken over all of downtown – all of the Strip, the signs are Super Bowl everywhere at every single sports book. So, yeah, I – I never know anyways. And uh, yeah, this wasn't that long ago out in Vegas, they blocked Tony Romo's fantasy football party uh, that he was going to have because it was tied to Las Vegas. But now we have a Super Bowl out there. Uh, I I would say the biggest story is you're going to get um, some of the trickling of these large wagers that come out. It's it's kind of newsy in my world, but I would say the early line movement. It it was three to start, and it surprised people that San Francisco was the favorite of three. That lasted maybe a moment or two, and it it was an avalanche of just Kansas City backers, which I do understand. I mean, when you're talking about Mahomes versus Purdy, look at Reed, and he's been there before against Shanahan. Is he going to be able to finally break through? And what Spags' defense for Kansas City, especially the pass defense, has been able to do? Like, you look at a lot of these matchups, and— it does tend to favor Kansas city and you have the best quarterback in the world. Uh, So that's where a lot of the money's gone. And two days, I'd say Tuesday, it got down to San Francisco minus one. And now it's heading the opposite direction. Yes. Now I would say in most sports books, it's two, but I I know there's one uh, big domestic sports book. That's two and a half, half, right? Yeah. Basically where we started. So that's been interesting. A lot of the, the big bets that have come in, I've seen like six figures on San Francisco money line, San Francisco minus one. But when you look at the money line bets that the the sports books are reporting, the against the spread bets, it all seems to be Kansas City. Some are saying it's as high as ninety percent of the tickets. Have
3: you started your research on the non football props of the Super Bowl? A little bit, um, yeah. I've dabbled a little bit.
2: Like there was a big move on Orange Gatorade earlier this week. <laughs> And last year at the Super Bowl, that God. actually a long shot uh, hit. It was purple that ended up being the, the Chiefs Gatorade. And I, I didn't bet that. That's just a fun thing to talk about because it's random. I think they have every color. It just matters which uh, Gatorade that the players actually grab to throw on the head coach. So a long shot hit last year. And then when people realize like, oh, wait a second, a few years ago at the Chiefs Super Bowl, it was orange, Reed being doused in orange. So then uh, that's why you got the big move there. Uh, National Anthem, Reba, the the number has been shocking to some that it is so short that it is around a minute 23. And there's been some over money coming in. But then it's funny because you usually don't see this when it comes to the Super Bowl. She has uh, sang the National Anthem at sporting events like
3: for a very long time. I think um, there have been seven that have been recorded. It's kind of and, like how she got her start. Like it, it, right. Reba tells the stories of like singing the anthem at rodeos when she was a little girl.
1: But so perhaps. in
3: se-
2: 74, she sung the National Finals Rodeo in Oklahoma City. Minute 12. Um it's wow. 78. She sang it at an event. It was a minute 20. Uh at uh, yeah, another rodeo in 84. She sang it. It was 117. World series 85 game one. It was 105. 97 Florida Cleveland World Series is 122. So there's uh there's a long history of Reba going very quickly, getting it over with. Um and the numbers above a uh, minute 20. So I think that number's going to go up a little bit. If you want to bet it, do it before next Friday when they have the rehearsals because then they take it down. But uh, people always bet the over on this. I would bet the under. Joe, is there any
3: market for Taylor Swift performing?
2: Uh, there was, but it, it became uh, pretty clear that that's not going to happen. So I saw it earlier in the week. I think they I think they took it down. The places that had it, it was such a long shot. So she's got a concert the night before in Tokyo. Right, so yeah, there, that was out there, but um, it's clear that she's not going to. So I think a lot of sports books ended up taking taking that one down. But you you can still do um, usher for song as we get closer. You know, they'll have all that stuff. Like, what are color shoes going to be? Is it going to wear a hat? What color is that going to be? The same same thing for all all of them. And is a post Malone doing the?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be props
2: for him. Too, how many tattoos
3: are on his face? The over-unders <laughs> yes. at 10 and a half. Take the over. Right. Um, Joe, I want to ask you something that's non-Super Bowl related. Fine. Dan and I have been talking a little bit this week about college basketball and how men's college basketball is kind of boring to me now until we get to the tournament. The women's game mm-hmm. is not has been more entertaining in the regular season. Is there any money to back up that people are more interested in the women's game right now? Like, Has there been any sort of growth in betting on LSU or betting against LSU or betting on South Carolina in regular season games, or is that still a place where the the women's game can grow? There is room for growth.
2: It is still, on a night-to-night basis, it is still dominated in the betting world by the men's game. The problem uh, with with women's and you know the growth and people get excited about talking about futures. If if you're not into the day to day thing, the championship, the madness. Correct me if I'm wrong, but because this is how it is most years, it's a very short list, right,
3: of teams that can win the championship in on the women's side. It's probably you know South Carolina, Iowa. LSU, maybe Utah, because they've got some some really good players. Michigan, Ohio State. Like they, you're right, the list is very very small. And in the men's game, more now than ever before,
2: it is wide open. The gap between the teams that are probably three and four seeds, and you know there will be some scary t- double digit seeds. And we've seen teams make make runs. We saw a Mountain West team. Do that last year when that was typically a conference that you would go against. Um, That keeps people very interested in the men's game because what do people like to do? They like to bet a little to win a lot. And pick upsets.
1: People love picking upsets and saying they picked upsets.
2: And, oh, I got this. Look, my team's a two-seed. Look at this 50-to-1 ticket I got. Even though chances are I'm probably not going to cash it because only one team's going to win. It's very difficult to, to get to win six in a row in that setting, but yeah, people love that. So because of that, I would say more people are interested in the men's game, and we we really haven't gotten many great men's matchups. We will tomorrow and Sunday, actually, too. So it's the first weekend without football, and you line up the, the number of ranked teams that are facing off on both Saturday and Sunday and Sunday get Purdue and Wisconsin, both teams coming off awful performances. Um, I don't know how Wisconsin is going to bounce back after last night, but I think once we get after tomorrow, if they're competitive matchups, I, I think the sense is going to be a little bit different because you also get uh, Duke, North Carolina, you got Houston against Kansas tomorrow. So uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, a lot of, Pretty good matchups, but I would say the biggest reason more people are interested at this point in the the men's tournament is once you get to the madness, it is wide open. And, you know, the NIL conversation is certainly part of that
0: as well. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: I want to bounce this off you. This has become an annual tradition when the MLB win totals come out that Joe Sheehan gives you, he calls it for entertainment purposes only, and then gives you some of the numbers that he likes and the bets that he likes. One Mm -hmm. that he highlights here, and I'm just presenting this for your analysis. Cubs over 83 wins. He got the line from Caesars. He said, Caesars is the one book that doesn't list only half-win lines. So you can get an edge here and there. The Cubs have been pretty disappointing this winter, holding their line down. If they wake up and bring back Cody Bellinger or add Jordan Montgomery, this number will spike. I think there's a fair chance they have one big move in them. and Even if they don't, they're returning most of a team that played to an 88-win level, added on the margins with Michael Bush and Yancey Almonte, and have a fair amount of upper-level prospects who should help in a related story the cubs are as high as plus 210 to win the NL Central that's on FanDuel he says that's a steal they are for me a slight favorite right now
2: and you said 83 flat yep yeah that and and right now that number's off market <laughs> because i see multiple sports books that are already at 84 and a half and then there are some spots that also have the cardinals 884 and a half so at that division price i mean that that's the competition it's the two teams right i mean that's how i think most people would view it maybe you give st louis a slight edge some as high as 86 and a half for st louis but that makes sense year by year we've been we've seen them trend up they're going over going over last year the number was 77 and a half They cruise to that over, and now it's time to see if they're going to make that next step. Um, Yeah, that's a bit abnormal to uh, see that flat number of 83. Books want a decision. They don't want to void your bet and give you your money back. They want a win or a loss there, and that's uh, that's why we always see pretty much props, point spreads for
3: the most part why they're on that half. Joe, I don't know if you even looked because you were probably show prepping and stuff, but mm-hmm. did the line change yesterday because of Colin Cowherd about who's going to be the number one pick?
2: I actually did look because, I mean, it's you, you guys promoted the show and I saw like 800 replies about Caleb Williams and just how mad some bears. Yeah. It was, was ridiculous. Yeah. And, and <laughs> when I
1: clicked on it, I had either blocked or muted almost everybody involved, <laughs> which means yes. I'm doing something right.
2: Yes, yes. Well, now I need to go through that process because uh, I was in on all those mentions. Uh, So there's not a ton as far as the draft. There are just a few props that that are out there. It is the number one overall pick. It is the... Okay, who's going to be the first quarterback drafted, which is basically the same number as the number one overall pick as expected? And the only other bet that's available out there is the first non-quarterback to be selected, which obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is the heavy favorite there. So I've I've been following along and constantly check in. Okay, has there been any movement? Any movement? The sports books that have this up, they had a specific number for Caleb Williams to be number one overall pick. None of them changed. Okay. They didn't move a cent. Um, One sports book has minus 900 favorite Caleb, the number one overall pick. Another has minus 1200 for Caleb Williams to be the number one overall pick. And people are probably thinking, well, you know, even if he doesn't go to the Bears, it doesn't mean he's going to go two or three and, you know, they could trade out of it. Yeah, that's the case. I think I think that's baked into the number that the chances are, even if something crazy happens and it's not the Bears getting him, that he's going to go number one overall, no matter what. And that's thinking in the market. And even after all all this story, the story that won't die, it's probably not going to die for the next two and a half months till we get to the draft. Uh,
3: it did not move any betting markets. Okay. Just wanted to make sure as we all descend into madness. Joe, have madness. a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week before the game. Yep. Can't wait, guys. Thanks.